Two trucks having sex. Two trucks having sex. My muscles, my muscles involuntarily flex. Two trucks having sex. Two trucks having sex. My muscles, my muscles involuntarily flex. Two pickup trucks. Listen up, auto thoughts and Decepticlowns. You are listening to Prime Cuts, a nonlinear history of the Transformers franchise on television. I'm one of your hosts, Nero. I'm your other host, Audrey. And, uh, you know, everyone, let's just sit down for a minute because we we do have to take some time. You know, this comes in everyone's life. There's always a first. There's always a first, uh, you know, you you, you meet uh, a heroic truck. Right, the heroic, usually truck, usually red and blue. This is and, a universal experience, and he's great, and he's he's a he's a you know strong leader and a beloved father figure. But you know, it's uh, it's a part of the life cycle of an Optimus Prime. You see, um, they do always die at some point, with almost without fail. Yeah, or, or 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 some version of them does. Yeah, if they if listen, if they have Optimus in their name, or I guess Convoy in Japanese, yeah. they're they're dying at some point. There are very 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 few uh, exceptions to this rule, and it's just something we all have to prepare for when we get emotionally attached to an Optimus Prime. Eventually, they're going to die, usually in some kind of heroic sacrifice. Although one time, Ju and Optimus Prime did get blown up by a gamer. Uh, in the Marvel comics. Not exactly the noblest way to die, but you know. Anyway, I we're... Mean, still happened. It still happened. Uh, the, point is, the point is that it still happened, yeah. And it's still happening, and it will continue to happen. There's lots of records. Uh, th- this one is a pretty... I... <laughs> we'll talk about it, but this one is a pretty unremarkable Optimus death, all things considered. Yeah. I I warned you about the Optimus death, bro. I told you, dog. It keeps happening. Listen, he's space truck Jesus. You know he's you know he's got to do it at some point, unless your uh, robots in the sky is Optimus Prime, in which case you're fine. Right. <laughs> that that motherfucker did not die ever somehow. Um. Let's 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 talk about yeah. his death and get into these episodes. The last. The last days of Optimus Prime recorded here on this podcast. <laughs> Part one. <laughs> Part one of many. Oh, yeah. Uh, uh, episode 39 in Japanese is a global crisis. Dub? You guessed it. Crisis. Oh, it could have been globe. Just kidding. No, global. Crisis. <laughs> 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 obviously. Should have been called A. <laughs> right, yeah. I can't wait for the, the episode that's called E. E. <laughs> we got E. So, we pick up right where we left off. Uh, the, the Decepticons are still maneuvering into position with the Hydra Cannon while everyone on Earth is freaking the fuck out because a comet yeah. just exploded in the upper atmosphere. That's a, that's a funny trick to play on NASA. Yeah, the skies are, like, weird. They're, like, green and there's fucking aurora all over the world. It's weird. Yeah, atmosphere's all fucked up. Why are you, wait, hey, you're back soon. Atmosphere's haunted. What? <laughs> Atmosphere's haunted. Um, actually, one note about the, the intro f- for this episode. Uh, the narrator once again has a unique uh, line 
for the episode, but unlike the other time, it's actually relevant. He says that the Decepticons are now in possession of the most powerful weapon in the galaxy, which is which is important. <laughs> which is, unlike yeah. the meteor, <laughs> right? And is and is what actually happened. Yes, it is not the first thirty seconds of the episode like the previous uh, instance of this happening. So yeah, everyone on Earth is freaking out. Um, Rad and Alexa are watching this and rad's like this doesn't seem great like alexa what do you think i'm pretty sure that's because the decepticons just destroyed the meteor thoughts and alexa has a really badly translated line here which is perhaps this most likely isn't the end of things either what yeah i'm gonna need you to fucking diagram that sentence (laughs) yeah i was like i'm like I was trying to parse it for a few seconds before I just run that by me again. Let me see if I can puzzle it out. Well, they're talking. They're talking about right, and this Ed Rad's like, I don't think this. This is all the Decepticons in store, and Alexa yeah. responds with, "Perhaps this most likely isn't the end of things either." I gotta enter my fucking mind palace to try and figure yeah. out what the hell that or, means, or at least that's how the f- the fans yeah. subs. Translate yeah, it. I, I think that's just an issue of the fan suffers. But yeah. I was like, yeah, that I'm like that's a that's a rough one. Uh, Not your best work, buds. Carlos starts freaking the fuck out because he he sort of starts connecting dots and realizes, oh shit, ah oh, shit, they're gonna blow up the Earth. Oh fuck, oh no. And he is just like he is in full padding when he is like, we gotta get to the Autobots right now and help out. And Rad like kind of stops him and says, uh, let's let's stay out of the way on this one. This one well, seems important yeah so carlos is like what should we do and rad is like what can we do and either jim or billy is like well uh, it's it's jim who's like let's tell the adults and billy's like they're not gonna believe us and jim's like well they will if we do it (laughs) with the autobots like if we bring optimus to a government official they'll fucking believe us yeah, and, and then they, Alexis is like, yeah, they'll believe us, and then, uh, you know, well, what if they, like, want to run experiments on the Autobots, or capture them, or all sorts of other fucked up shit? We don't know how they're yeah. going to react. So, so the the entire group is going back and forth on, like, the, the merits and cons to basically blowing the lid wide open. Yeah, breaking um, the masquerade. Bre- yeah, breaking the masquerade. And Rad, like, gets super serious, and he's like, we've been fighting this war in secret. And I'm just like, who's this we, Rad? Yeah, who's, let's slow down the we there, buddy, come yeah. on. Yeah. Who, what war have you been fighting, my man? I guess they my, fought. My precious 12-year-old boy. They fought sideways in the fucking Matrix that one time. That counts as a battle, I guess. Sort of. Hmm. Not but really. anyway, yeah, so Rad's like, we've been fighting fighting this war in secret to protect the, the Microns especially. We can't, we can't blow the cover. And Alexa's like, well, I'm not sure we're going to have, it's either Alexa or Carlos, it actually might be Carlos, who's like, I'm not sure we're going to have much choice soon. Yeah, I think it's uh, Carlos who's like, ah, it might be that this might be a thing that happens either way, depending on how, the, how this goes. Yeah, so it's, uh... Oh, or oh, right. So that's that's the best part. Is that so? Rad goes on. It's like we've been fighting this war in secret, and we're doing it to fight the microns. And at the very end of it, he's like, "I bet that's what Optimus would say." 
<laughs> it's like, what, okay, okay, all right, Rad. That's what my dad, who will be alive forever and ever, will, uh, would say. Dad's gonna live forever. So we cut up to Jetfire, who is uh, doing some reconnaissance on this uh, fucking spaceship. Um, and he, he cites the Hydra Cannon and says, that is a weird looking uh, craft that they have fucking made here. Yeah. I don't like how lumpy it is. <laughs> Looks weird. I don't like Decepticon designs in general. <laughs> they look bad. Um, but, uh, yeah, the Decepticons notice him, and uh, Starscream is like, oh, shit. Like, don't, like, why did you come here? Why did you come here? <laughs> Starscream is having, is still in his existential crisis about potentially having to be the one to pull the trigger on this on destroying earth um and so he sees he sees Jetfire, and he's like shit god damn it you all should have just stayed away at this point um but uh while he's freaking out about it like thrust is like hey it's Jetfire." Or no, no, sorry, uh, Sandstorm's, uh, Ironhide's like, hey, it's Jetfire, and Megatron's like, eh. And Thrust is like, yeah, don't worry about it. Yeah, Megatron's like, whatever, just fucking keep the shields up and he can't do shit. Yeah, Um, Thrust Thrust specifically is the one who's like, I don't, like, let's not, let's not even bother with this guy, we're on course for the Autobot base, (laughs) fuck it, and this starts... Yes. A great scene <laughs> um, uh, where Megatron responds by saying, Squidhead is correct. And Thrust, like, turns around, like, Kermit curling the fist. Yeah. Uh, and, like, and he's like, excuse me, Lord Megatron? <laughs> it's fucking, yeah, so, it, yeah, it is exactly the same in the in the dub pretty much. But he says, do as the Squidhead says, gentlemen. And he's like, Squidhead, not you too, Megatron. Yeah. So and this, and he continues calling him it for like three times before Thrust is like, my name is Thrust, and Megatron's like, oh, learn how to take a joke, Thrust. Uh, it's so fucking good. Yeah. It's in particular, I, I wrote down a few of these quotes for Raiden because the David K, the fucking Armada Megatron, is really just in peak form in in this episode he is the perfect like fucking lazy campy just insulting all his men all the time this this is the megatron that i love and he he uh when he's talk when he's talking to thrust he's like uh he says you must forgive my men's conduct thrust they're just so giddy that they're going to be returning to cybertron in a matter of days and we must keep up the morale of the men thrust why, I'm a little giddy myself, Squidhead. And when, yeah, this is when Thrust goes, like, he fucking snaps and says, My name is Thrust! <laughs> T-H-R-U-S-T, Thrust! Why is that so difficult to remember? And Megatron responds with, What's that? You don't enjoy my earthly humor? Buck up, soldier, or you'll be looking at a demotion. He's been yeah. watching yeah. YouTube. He's, uh, he is, yeah, they are the twits. So Jetfire smashes his face into the shield <laughs> repeatedly. Yeah, uh, he's not. It's not his best moment. Um, so yeah, I would yeah, say. So he, first he flies right into it, and then he bounces off. Um, and then and he has. He has. So he notices that like the Decepticons aren't firing on him, and he's like, 
all right, well, fuck it. I'm going to do whatever the hell I want then. Yep. And he runs in the shield, bounces off. He reports back. He's he's on he's on comms with the rest of the Autobots. And uh, Optimus, you know, says, all right, uh, they have a shield up. Just return to base. Don't, you know, don't risk yourself fighting this fucking thing. And, and Jetfire says, no, no, no. I can do it. And he pulls out his gun <laughs> and shoots the fucking shield, which reflects he it right has, back at him. He has a great line as he's doing this. Or, well, he doesn't have a great line, but he's like, no, I'm good. I got this. I'm, I'm it. I got it. And back at the base, it is actually a hot rod who, with the most defeated tone of voice I think I've ever heard from him, goes... This this ain't the time to be joking, Sub Commander. <laughs> and he's just so defeated. <laughs> uh, yeah, so that doesn't work either. And so Jafar says, "Yeah, okay, I'll re- I'll come back to base. I I can't do anything here." Um, so yeah, so he 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 comes back uh, as as he retreats. <laughs> Megatron calls him a miserable mechanical moron. <laughs> Um, or he calls the Autobots at large that, and he, he calls Thrust Squidhead again. And this is where Thrust is, is like muttering to himself, like, I wish he'd stop calling me that. How would he, how would he like it if I called him Flathead? Woo! Um, and oh. he's fucking laughing to himself, and Megatron is like, How about you share your little joke with the rest of us, eh? And he's like, Oh no, it's nothing, it's, uh, it's nothing, Megatron. And he's he's goes like he flathead boy thrust you really know how to dish out and Megatron has the best line read I've ever heard in my fucking life I want this on a soundboard I carry on myself at all times <laughs> where he just watches thrust like giggling to himself and just goes you are a freak you are a freak That's pretty incredible. Fucking good. I put it in the. You should go. You should go here for the man himself. I put it in the watch channel real quick. You should just go yeah, ahead and click yeah, play okay. on that video. Um. <laughs> so it's it's basically the same joke in the Japanese, but um, not the you you are a freak line <laughs> read, but uh, you are a freak. Uh, as Thrust is saying, like he's like, yeah, okay, Squidhead, uh, take us to the other side, and Thrust is like, my name is Thrust. It's like you stupid stag beetle. Yeah, stag beetle. Stag beetle is better than flathead. Only not all of his yeah. head is flat. Only some of it. Well, I think it's supposed to be that he looks like a flathead screwdriver. Yeah, maybe a little bit. I, I like, think that's what it's supposed to be. I guess. I guess they're like, well, Thrust would know what a stag beetle is. I guess so. They're like, okay, they wouldn't know what a squid is either. <laughs> that's true. <laughs> maybe there's space squids out there. There's insecticons. I think they would know more. (laughs) I know more. Listen, I know more beetle transformers, stag beetle transformers specifically, than I know of squid transformers. That's true. You know, I don't think there are any. Well, there's no, there's one. There's at least one squid transformer that I know of. He's in the fucking Seacons from Generation 1. Anyway. uh, Yeah, anyway, Thrust... Thrust is, you know, I, I Thrust is just such a fucking incredible character, just a, just a repulsive little freak, uh, just the the ultimate mark. Because once again, I have to, I have to applaud fucking sideways for correctly identifying. They're like, all right, this guy is he is he is intelligent enough to be set apart from the rest of them. He's intelligent enough to have ambitions, but he's ambitious enough to be stupid. 
and easily trickable. Got yeah. it. Got him right there. Mold his little squid head into whatever shape I desire. Like a like a baby on a pottery wheel. Yeah, he's not uh he's not the smartest. <laughs> no, he's not. So the the uh the Autobots are back at base as they're waiting for Jetfire to return and they're just kinda talking about uh this weapon. Apparently Optimus has heard of this thing before. It was like a fairy tale, I guess. Which is strange. I didn't think they actually knew about the Minicon weapons before they got to Earth, but alright. It's like the ultimate weapon that happens when you combine all three great powers or whatever. Sure, fuck it. Whatever. You're just, you're just saying shit, Optimus. Oh, man, don't mean anything to me. Um, So, everyone is like... Blur in particular is like, okay, well, let's just, like, blow it the fuck up. Uh, and Red Alert's like, well, the ship is... One, our ship isn't ready yet. And two... Uh, the Minicons are powering that thing, so we don't want to kill them. Probably want to avoid that uh, on that front blur. Everyone is just sort of like going back and forth on what the best case, uh, uh, like the best uh, sort of order of operations is. Because obviously, it's only really Jetfire and Optimus who can go up there. Like, there's only... Yeah. So first of all, also right. So did you not get any of the uh, uh, hot rod like screaming? That oh yeah, we no 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 that that that's uh, that's after they like sort of begin to to form their battle plan because like so yeah because Optimus is like all right uh, because I think Jet uh, yeah no Jeffrey doesn't get back yet because like Optimus is about getting ready to like uh you know head out but that's when Hotshot like he's been sort of in the corner this whole time being kind of silent he he starts yelling at optimus like this is all your fucking fault if you just hadn't let starscream join us if you hadn't trusted that fucking guy like he wouldn't have stolen the skyboom shield and he wouldn't have delivered it to megatron and now that you know the earth wouldn't be in fucking peril we wouldn't have a fucking giant death laser pointed at us like what do you have to say for yourself and what I had to say was, actually, it's not because he trusted Starscream, it's because you're all fucking libs who wouldn't just kill Megatron or let Starscream do the job for you if you didn't want to get your hands dirty. That's true, you could have just let him do it. He wanted to do it. He would have been glad to do it. But, uh, no, yeah, he, he, he didn't deal with Megatron before this, and now he's got the, the, the fucking Hydra Cannon, and it's pointed directly at the Earth. Uh, Optimus doesn't have an answer. He just turns around and walks away. Yeah. He's literally like, I'm not deigning this with yeah, a response. Like, well, it's like either that or it's like, well, I don't really. I'm gonna go. I I can't I can't respond to this. And he goes to wait in the warp uh, the warp gate, and it's episode thirty nine. So I think it's about time to introduce a new MacGuffin, don't you? <laughs> a new old MacGuffin. Sure. Yeah. So. The Matrix of Leadership is an Autobot artifact that recurs every so often. I mean, it's, it was introduced in the 86 movie, and as with all things from G1, the people like to reuse it every so often. Uh, yet again, it shows up here. Uh, they call it the Matrix of the Commander in the dub, which is interesting. Um, but it's, it's, the, it's the same deal. It is the collected wisdom of all Autobot leaders before Optimus. Uh, which is bestowed upon the next leader in order to help guide them, that sort of thing. And he just ponders it for a moment. He pon he ponders his 
It's not really an orb. It's like a, it's like a, it's like an oval. He ponders his oval. By the way, I do not like the design of the Matrix in this show. Really? I didn't notice it as being any particular, that particularly different than other Matrix designs. It's, it's really flat. I like the, the, the chunky handles on the G1 Matrix. You can really, you know, you can pull it open and light your darkest hour and whatnot. But, uh, I guess it's all right. You know, fun fact, this, uh, the, the power base Optimus Prime toy that was released in the first wave of, uh, of this show's toy line actually has a molded matrix in the sort of, uh, chest flap of, of Optimus Prime. So it's been there from the beginning, I think. That's cool. But, uh, you wouldn't know it unless he had the super base toy, I guess. So yeah, he, as he's, he's sort of pondering this, uh, Jetfire returns to, to give his report and he kind of hastily shoves it back into his chest. Like, whoop, can't, I don't know why he can't let Jetfire see it. Technically, he's second in line. Technically. <laughs> as we see in a moment, he, pre- as we see in the next episode, perhaps he doesn't want to be second in line for that particular responsibility yes <laughs> um but yeah so jetfire returns and is like okay uh well the good news is they can't fire yet that's why they have their shields up uh, i i deduce the bad news is they will be able to fire shortly so we need to figure something out soon uh, everyone else, all the other Autobots head in and pile into the fucking warp gate room, including Hotshot. Um, so, let's see, yeah, so... Yeah, so Hot Rod, uh, so specifically, again, the Hot Rod's like, take me with you, take me with you, and Jetfire's like, don't be stupid, Hot Rod, you can't fly! You can't fucking fly, idiot. He's like, but I have, I have Jolt, I can fly. He's like, that's a helicopter, bro. Yeah. What do you, what do you think don't work in space, Hotshot? helicopters uh there was also a bit where where hotshot was like very dramatically like slamming his fist on the ground and like crying out for vengeance on starscream right after optimus leaves yeah kind of a drama queen very angsty these two episodes very angsty hotshot we get in the next episode um like get over it am i right Bro, it's only your fucking lifelong mentor who you saw fucking explode into, like, shards of metal, dude. It's fine. Just get over it, bro. What do you mean your last conversation with him was you screaming your head off at him? That's fine, dude. Don't worry about it. Anyway, yeah, so so Optimus says, like, for the record, I do not regret accepting Starscream into our ranks. I took a chance and... I still think that with time we can make it work. Yeah, he was he was like Starscream had a change of heart and there's nothing we can do about that. But that doesn't mean but basically, basically he was saying like that doesn't mean that he wasn't fully prepared to do the work that needed to be done um as an Autobot when he joined us. Yeah. Um yeah. So then he he like hotshot I need you to do me a favor. Um, and he. I need you to become Rodimus. Yeah, I I need you to live up to your 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 G one name, Hotshot. So he says, "This is the Matrix of the Commander. It holds the the collected wisdom of of all of the ages past of of Autobot leaders, and I I want you to keep it safe until I return." 
And just like Ultra Magnus, he says, un- very unlike Hot Rod, uh, more of an Ultra Magnus one here. He says, I'm just a, so- I'm just a, you know, I, I couldn't control that responsibility. I'm just a soldier. Uh, and he does not take the Matrix and instead turns his back on Optimus. Um, and he does not see him leave. By the time he turns back around and Optimus, uh, and Jetfire leave, uh, they are gone. Yeah. And he feels bad. <laughs> he feels bad and he's, uh, about to feel way worse. Um, the humans are also here, and the kids are also here, and Optimus specifically says, like, stay here, do not do anything. I don't want you anywhere near this fight. This is, like, real shit. Let me and Jetfire handle it. Um, so, Starscream is still on the deck of the Hydrocrine and going, oh, fuck, oh, fuck, oh, fuck, oh, fuck, oh, fuck, oh, fuck. (laughs) And Megatron's like... So, uh, cannon's almost ready. You gonna fire it? You gonna fire yeah. it? Dude? And Starscream's like, 404 error. <laughs> it's like, uh, uh, Starscream, you know, Thrust like leans in and is like, hey, hey, remember the plan, bro? Just shoot the fucking cannon and Megatron will trust you again and we can get into his good graces and then you can fucking kill him. Yeah, and Starstream's like, bro, we are so past this point. Also, I still can't fucking stand you. <laughs> yeah, like, one, take two steps back, please. Also, I have to, this is the, we, we, we are so far and over our heads, Thrust. Um, and, and, and Megatron's just like, alright. Starscream, you know, your loyalty has wavered, but every time you have gone astray, you have come back to me, and I need you to demonstrate that you are here to stay this time, or else there will be permanent consequences. So pull the trigger. The cannon's ready. Shields are going down, because obviously you don't want to fire that thing inside of the, like, deflector shields. That seems like a bad thing to do. Um, But as soon as the shields come down, they come under attack from uh, Jet Optimus. He's here. Uh, and they're they're blasting the shit out of the Hydra Cannon. Yeah. Um, and he is, it's, it's kind of like Luke destroying the Death Star. Oh yeah. Where he's just flying over, they're just flying over and like shooting down into like the crevices in between this giant ugly ship. Yeah, absolutely. They're, they're doing some trench runs here. Um, and at a certain point, yeah, so uh, uh, Megatron is obviously uh, like, all right, everyone fucking get on deck and kill those assholes. Uh, in this episode in particular, Megatron is drawn with some, like, fangs? Like, he's got sharp teeth, uh, in this episode. You can very clearly see it when, you know, he's he's sort of yelling his head off about things. Um, Jetfire and Optimus disengage their power link, and, uh, Optimus is like, Alright, I'm gonna go grab the Minicons, I need you to run interference. And so they're, they're doing the old divide and conquer tactic. Uh, Jetfire encounters demolisher in, in cyclonus and does some fucking sick shit with oh, his gun it's so sick there's so specifically what what he does with ironhide is fine it's whatever but as he's like taking care of ironhide um sandstorm is coming up behind him and he without looking at him raises his arm behind back and shoots sandstorm and sandstorm has a great line here where it's like you can see me from the back of your head <laughs> it's like no you're just very loud also, forget forget what I said about helicopters not working in space. Don't worry about it. It's fine. Yeah, um, we don't we don't need listen listen. We don't need air. 
to push down on to make helicopters work. I think I Trust think Cyclonus. Me, I think Cyclonus might just work on troll physics. I think that he's just so stupid that it just works. That's what I choose to believe. Um, he's like fucking Warhammer 40k orcs. He just he just thinks he, he just thinks he's flying, and so he does. And that's yeah. beautiful for him. I love that. Also, and that's I don't know. Beautiful. I think it's pretty cool that Jetfire shoots a fucking gigantic flame beam at Demolisher. It looks pretty sick. As far as you know, laser shots in this uh, in this anime look. Um, so, Cyclonus and Demolisher are handled readily, and, and Megatronus looks at this and goes, "God damn it, Starscream, get out there and kill him!" And, uh, and Starscream like, is only too happy to be away from this death. Beam. Yeah, it's like all right, yeah, whew. all is like all right, good. I don't have to pull the trigger. Wait, should I have to fight Optimus? Yeah, God damn he's it. like, well, I'm no longer Piglet, but on the other hand, uh, so he's so he and he and Wheeljack head out there to to fight uh, uh, Jetfire. Uh, Optimus is going to try and destroy the. Okay, he's going to rip the cannon apart with his bare fucking hands, because uh, he's like that. Well, well, first he's like shooting it with his weird knuckle blast that i still don't really understand oh, the things he does when he when he uh dies from making a clap too hard on instagram yeah well no that that'll that's in a few minutes um so he's doing that and he goes to like actually just start tearing it apart and this is when tidal wave fucking guns him down from behind and keeps him pinned so Jetfire obviously sees this, but he he is also pinned with you know Starscream and, and Wheeljack looking at him. But Starscream is like, "Oh shit, Optimus is gonna die." Uh, I this is I love this because this is like, so Starscream was like, "I can't just sit here. I have to. I want to help him, but I can't. I can't actually help him. I can't make it look like I'm helping him." So instead, what he does is he runs a Jetfire. <laughs> you know very yeah. obviously i am here to attack you yeah he's he's protecting the kayfabe i think he is, is what we're absolutely. seeing here um and yeah so he's like very very obviously telegraphing his movements to jetfire he's like oh no it'd be a shame if you used me like a battering ram to knock ironhide off course yeah it would be really a shame if you if you use me as a fucking bludgeon to hit tidal wave over the head and jeffar says that's a great idea and chucks him right at tidal wave and knocks him on his ass yeah pretty great um this is where we get another shot of, of megatron's fucking fangs where he's just yelling and screaming and carrying on he's like all right you know what fine i'll go out there myself fuck this yeah, we get a lot of his, like, um, like, r- really digging into, like, the 90s anime. Oh, yes. Images on Megatron in this one. He looks so fucking cool in this episode. Um, so, Optimus is kind of injured, but he's, he's, he's mumbling to himself, like, okay, I can recharge myself off of their electromagnetic shield circuits. And as I'm about to do that, Megatron appears on the door and just yells, No freeloading, Prime! pretty good <laughs> like every line out of megatron's mouth is absolutely fucking killer in this episode it is it is great um so megatron goes into full blast mode which is the thing where he puts his 
uh, tank turret out on his, like, front and just, you know, obliterates Optimus with a huge hail of laser fire. Uh, Jetfire is pinned by the other Decepticons, so he can't help him. And he is, like, reaching out, you know, dramatically screaming, Optimus! As he's, I think it's like, it's like Wheeljack and uh, Demolisher who are pinning into the ground, I think. I can't remember, honestly. Just a lot, there's just boys on him, holding him down. Um, and the, the, here, this is what this, this is some of the, the coolest looking shit in this episode. So Megatron kind of winds down his, uh, his, his, his cannons. Being like, alright, he's, he's probably not getting up after that one. And so he, he jumps over there and he's like, alright, you've, you have fought tooth and nail for this disgusting little backwater piece of shit planet, Optimus. So I am going to force you to watch me blow it up. And great, like fucking slams his hand down on Optimus's face and forces him to look at the earth. And he's like, thrust, fire the cannon. It's, it's weird. <laughs> it's, it's weird. Certain, it is certainly it's weird. weird. Uh-huh. Getting into some stuff here. But now Optimus cannot allow this. He, he cannot allow... Uh, the Earth should be obliterated, and his all of his friends along with it. So he he hits Megatron with a fucking Matrix chest blast to get him off of him. You've got the touch. Oh! That 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 should absolutely be playing as he like fucking floats down in front of the Hydra cannon as it prepares to fire, and body blocks it with a Matrix shield. It's fucking cool. However, uh. Bits of him start crumbling. Yeah, so it's really great because I had like, you've got the touch as my previous note. And then my immediate next note is, oh, he's gray. Yeah, <laughs> all of his color drains away. And one thing you gotta know about Optimus, one thing, you know, uh, hello, Optimus Prime expert here. He is actually not uh, thriving and full of life right now. As you can see, all of his colors have faded to grayscale, which means he is in his death throes. Yeah, so, I mean, this is... The, being grayed out is uh, canonly what happens to you when you die in many Transformers. Yeah. Most, I, most, most infamously, the extended death scene in the 1986 Transformers movie yes. where you watch Optimus Prime physically die and then sort of wither and turn gray and the people who made that movie thought eh the kids will be fine they won't be upset by that they just want to buy the new toys there were so many choices that they made in the movie oh uh, we gotta whenever we eventually watch that movie that's gonna be a blast yeah. Uh, but everyone is like, all right, he's doing it. And he's like, he is, he is really, he is holding the, the Hydra cannon beam back and in fact, pushing it forward so that it destroys the actual cannon. So it, it renders the weapon unusable, uh, with this like big old matrix bubble shield, keeping it, keeping it away from the earth. Um, and there's a huge flash of light as he finally pushes it right, right back forward. Uh, and you know, there's silence, and then everyone in the autobase is dead. And everyone's like, everyone in the autobase is like, oh, there he is. All right. And the red alert's like, uh, hang on. Uh oh. Uh oh. Uh oh. Uh oh. Uh -oh. He's disintegrating. And folks, he sure does. He fucking explodes into dust. 
Like you, it zooms in on his face, which like sort of caves in, and you can kind of see the like glittering outline of his body underneath, and then he just explodes. See his like brain module a little bit. It's fucking sick, and like everyone is shocked into silence, including Megatron, who you'd expect to be laughing maniacally, but instead he's just like, "Oh, yeah." Shit. So Megatron, really interestingly, he. He's not in the in the Japanese version. He's not shocked into silence. He's like kind of horrified, and it's really a don't don't it always seem to go that you don't know what you got till it's gone. Oh yeah, he, he's not silent. He's just like he's he evaporated into space dust, and it's like he's just sort of looking at it like, well, uh, shit. I guess I win, huh? Yeah, and he's like, well. The Autobots aren't our enemy anymore because they're not jack shit without Optimus. So, I guess fuck we're... it. Fuck destroying the Earth. Fuck destroying the Autobots. Let's just go back to Cybertron. Yeah, I mean, the gun doesn't work anyway. Let's just go home. Like, we won. <laughs> fuck it. Um, and, yeah, it's thrust. I've been reading the human Wikipedia. I've been looking up a lot of things about this. Alexander the Great and all of the... When he had no more worlds to conquer... Just something I've been thinking about, Thrust. Um, yeah, like, uh-huh. <laughs> sure, 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 flathead. Uh, and Aud- Jetfire gets free, or they, like, let him go. And, like, he is just flying around where Optimus's body used to be, just frantically screaming for Optimus. Jetfire's, Jetfire's, uh, Jetfire's VA he's does coping. pretty good here. Yeah, well, <laughs> yeah. So he's, he's flying around trying to find him as the Hydra Cannon sort of turns around and flies away uh and eventually jetfire does find something he finds spark plug floating alone in space cradling the matrix it sucks and this this felt pretty bad folks i'm not gonna lie and jetfire is just like you know screaming to the heavens as he as he as he sort of cradles spark plug in the matrix because like this is all he's like oh no this is all that's left of him this is it. Not even a trace of his spark remains. And just, yeah, just everyone on base. Rad is like, that's, there's like, you know, the, the ending line is a bit much because Rad is like, and there was a, there was a star shower after that. It was like the whole universe was crying for the loss of Optimus Prime. And I'm like, that's probably like his body or something. It's like bits of him. Yeah. Well, those bits are crying. Yeah. So yeah, it's, it's episode thirty nine. Uh, let's call it a Pyrrhic victory. Let's say, um, yeah, that, you know, I, I did say uh, among Optimus deaths, it's not quite as exciting. But you know, honestly, it's pretty cool. Like there are way lamer ways an Optimus Prime can go out for sure. Yeah, um, that, is, that is true. So we we jump right into episode forty here, which is in the dub is called Remorse. Uh, in the sub, it is anxiety and remorse. Just keeping going with that pattern. And what I love, alright, so this is the first episode with the new intro, the new, like, subtitle for the end of Armada, which is the Unicron Battles, which comes with new narration and, and new footage. And I love this because the new Unicron Battles intro immediately spoils 
yeah, don't worry. Optimus is coming back. Sorry, everyone. Spoiler alert. He's fine in, in like, four episodes. So, we obviously don't get yeah, this. Yeah, you keep your you keep OP. In the sub. Um, but it is funny that you say that, because basically the opening of the episode is everyone just looking on in, like, horrified shock silence. Um, yep. except for Jim, who's bawling his eyes out. Oh, yeah, he's, he is crying. And, uh, Carlos, Carlos is, like, a full-on denialism. He's like, no, Optimus, we- Optimus never died. He just, or, 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 no, sorry, he's, he's not full-on denialism, but, like, they're looking to, like, r- ratchet for right. an explanation oh, yeah, cause, of what cause, happened here. Yeah, because Carlos is like, well, like, just... You can just bring him back, right? Like, right. With, with smoke screen. Right. And- exactly. And Ratchet's like, Ratchet's like, no, we can't. Because he go- he's like, they didn't die in the same way. Optimus never died. He simply curled into a ball, released the energy of his spark, and rolled away. Yeah, and interestingly, if, you know, it's funny I noted a few episodes ago that, like, in his new body, Smokescreen got a new toy and it had a different name. But they just kept calling him Smokescreen. I guess someone at Hasbro finally gave the dubbing team a note because they're finally calling him Hoist. Uh, oh, are specific- they? Yeah, specifically, it's really funny. Uh, Fred is is asking Red Alert, "Can you just bring him back like you did with Smokescreen? I mean, Hoist. Like they just suddenly start calling him Hoist for no reason." Yep. It's hilarious. And, and Beaver Alert's like, well... That's always been yeah. his name. What are you talking about? Yeah, it's, it's like well, when they change voice actors for, like, the four kids' dubs. That's just always they, how they've sounded they, like. But they specifically say they used to, you know, he, he was like, well, Smokescreen oh. was That's offline. Pretty, okay. That's yeah, well, it's like he's like, well, he was like, well, specifically he's like, Smokescreen's offline, but we were able to salvage his spark and reformat him into Hoist. There so I guess go. at some point, Smokescreen was like, all right, I want a new name, actually. Um, but he's like, yeah, so I, uh, Red Alert's just like, there were, there's no way to salvage Optimus's spark. It's completely gone. So he's, he's, he's gone for good. Um, and Hotshot, uh, he's not taking things well. Yeah, I mean, Every- no one is taking things no, well, everyone's but- bummed as fuck. Everyone's real sad, but Hotshot- Yeah, Hot Rod is, is, is- particularly unhealthy about his coping mechanisms yeah so we get a little montage rad says it's been a week since optimus's death um and they've Autobots have been really trying to you know carry on business as usual focus on finishing the ship but it's not going great everyone's really snippy and like unpleasant there's an argument between like red alert uh hoist and i think blur about like stop don't use that fucking tool i was gonna use it like just yeah no no one is it's a bad scene everyone is fighting with each other and then they're fighting with each other over fighting with each other yeah people will try to break it up there it is it is grap here who is like um like he he and ratchet get into it and i forget like ratchet's like you need to listen to me because i'm the only one who actually understands how to build this ship and grab's like well you didn't understand how to fix optimus did you Ooh. and devastor is like homie what all right let's all just walk away let's all just 
Like, Calm Ratchet down. Yeah, Ratchet doesn't say anything, but Devastor's like, bro, what the fuck? Dude. Dude, that's real fucked up to say, hoists. Goddamn. Um, so... They're trying to build a shuttle, but Hotch, eventually all of this colors with Hotshot, like, throwing his tools away and saying, this is fucking bullshit. Why are we even trying? The Decepticons left, like, uh, fucking a week ago. How are we ever going to catch up to them before they get to Cybertron? What's even the point of catching up to them before they get to Cybertron? They have all the goddamn weapons. Where's Jetfire? I need to talk to him. And he just storms off. Yeah. And it's, everyone's it's just like, it's just like, oi. Um, so apparently Jetfire has been going up to the Decepticon moon base to try and find anything, I guess. Yeah. So, oh, also I had a note here that his hot rods turn into tantrum hole. Yep. <laughs> um, but an important thing to note here is that Jetfire is now the de facto leader of, yeah. of the Autobots. He is, he is the sub-commander, and so the, the position falls to him, but... I mean, we, we we know Jetfire. He he is like a very competent fighter. He's he's a bit arrogant, but like he can back it up. He is not comfortable with like being the guy in charge. He doesn't this love is, it. This is why he's the pants. <laughs> right. This is why he, he is the pants in the relationship. Exactly, and so. Hotshot <laughs> like storm, you know. He 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 like asks Blur where the fuck Jetfire is, and he's like, and Blur's like, I or I forget if it's Blur or Sideswipe, but it's one of his like a sensible buddies. Um, and they're like, well, he went up to the moon base to do some recon, and Hotshot's like, oh, of course he fucking did. He's always up there. He storms off, and the, and and Blur and or Sideswipe is like, Jesus, yeah. Ugh. Yeah, he's doing real bad. Though, arguably, Grap said the worst thing in this episode. That line to Ratchet is, is yeah. possibly the re- worst reaction anyone has to any of this in the episode. But Hotshot hot, hot says some pretty fuck shit, too, in a yeah. bit here. When uh, Jetfire returns, and he's like, Oh, hi, Hotshot. Yeah, I didn't... Everything there is completely cleared out. They They got everything. There's no sign of any of them. Like... We'll just have to. We'll just have to figure it out when we finish the ship. Um, and and Hotshot's like, yeah, fuck that. Uh, take me with you, and we'll we'll pursue them from here. Fuck the ship. Fuck the others. We can just go right now. And Jetfire's like, uh, no. Yeah. Are you fucking? Como se dice? Fuck off. <laughs> yeah. What? What are you fucking talking about? Absolutely not. We're gonna stay here. We're gonna finish the ship, and then we'll all chase them down. How's that? Um, and then the hotshot's like, you know what, Jetfire? You fucking suck. There's no way yeah. you would ever be, you would know, you you could never replace Optimus, even if you fucking tried, which you aren't. Hot Rod's like, I want revenge. And before you say anything, it's not because I want revenge. <laughs> and Jet, and Jetfire's like, cool. Great, great story, dude. So yeah, I can see that. That's not constructive. <laughs> we have to finish the ship. And yeah, Hotshot's is like, no, fuck that. Fuck all of you. You know what? None of you are doing anything. I, we, <laughs> we should be out there. And everyone is like, at this point, everyone is coming. Jetfire is like, you are way out of line. Hot Rod, Hot Rod is literally being like, I'll kick anyone's ass. I'll kick your ass. I'll kick your dog's ass. Yeah. Um, and everyone is sort of coming and obviously drawn by the ruckus. And he, he, he even yells at Sideswipe, who's like, bro, what, what, what's happening? Yeah, 
happening? Yeah, Scavenger. Stepper makes the bad mistake of agreeing with the leader. Yeah, be turn you know being sensible and hostile. Which, like, you fucking you fucking traitor. Yeah, which Hot Rod takes as a personal affront because yeah. he's coping very well. So Scavenger is like, all right, you know what? We need a, we, he he silently decides. All right, it's time for an intervention. So he walks up, <laughs> grabs Hot Shot, fucking. Slam some coordinates into the warp gate for an abandoned, like, highway bridge. And just chucks him through it. <laughs> he was like, I'll be back in 30 minutes. Yeah, uh, naughty, naughty Autobots are sent to the Devastor Wiggler to atone for their sins. That's what we're, <laughs> that's what we're about to get here. Yep. So, Scavenger just starts fucking swinging. Like... He he is wasting no time in yeah, giving Hotshot the business. They arrive and Hot Rod turns around to him and he's like, "So what are you? Whoa!" And almost like just barely dodges yeah. um, a punch from Devastor and Devastor and he's like, "Master, what the fuck are you doing?" And Devastor just doesn't say anything and keeps swinging. Yeah, eventually he gets knocked down and Hotshot's like, "What, the- bro? What the fuck? We're friends. What are you doing?" And Scavenger says, "You're no friend of mine. Get the fuck up and fight." Oh, were- I, I actually like the sub. It's a very subtle difference in the sub, but I like it better. Um, uh, because what Hot Rod says is, what are you doing, Shisha? What are you doing, Master? And Devastor goes, you're no disciple of mine. Ooh, that's good. And he's like, he's basically like, you're talking a lot of shit right now. Um... And I would appreciate it if maybe you backed that up. If you, if you, so, if you, like, you're, you're so angry, you want to fight? Let's fight. Fight me. Uh, did you jolt. just, yeah, did you forget the challenge you just issued? Yeah. It's like, you said, I'll, I'll kick anyone's ass. Well, come kick my ass. Uh, Jolt also followed them. He, he followed Hotshot in. Um, eventually Hotshot, like, Gets yeah, he's getting knocked around, and the kids are like, "Uh, should someone go stop that?" And Red Alert's like, "Nah, eh. <laughs> let them let them work it out on their own. I don't, I'm not gonna fuck with that." Um, eventually, Hotshot gets fed up with being with being a punching bag, and like, and if he doesn't fight back, uh, oh, there's another good line here where uh, so he he so eventually they pull their guns. Well, Hotshot pulls his gun. Scavenger uses his weird hip laser thing um so now they're shooting at each other which is a fair escalation from just punching um and like hotshot says or 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 rather scavenger says do you have any idea why i left the decepticons and hotshot responds what better money uh and and Scavenger says, no, I did it because of you, Hotshot. Devastor's like, I swear to God, dude, I'm about to kill you. Yeah, he's like, I saw your fucking potential. And I saw the potential that Optimus saw in you. And so I decided I wanted to help you. And now you're sitting here fucking being a pain in everyone's ass. And just going, trying once again to just... Run off and go your own way. Remember, hey, hey, remember last time that happened? Remember last time you ran off on your own way with your old buddy sideways? Do you remember what happened? Yeah. You got your ass beat. I got my ass beat. 
And I was there. That's actually, he brings it up and he goes like, yeah, I saw you get your ass beat by Sideswipe and I felt bad. He doesn't doesn't do that in the sub. That's pretty good. He's like, I felt bad that I watched you get your ass beat. It was clear you had potential, but you have a bad habit of getting way too in your own head and overconfident and running off on your own. Uh, And so Hotshot combines with Jolt and runs off on his own by flying to the other side of 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 the highway. There's like a there's like a huge uh, collapsed portion of this highway. This uh this trucker that that Blur has to dodge here in a minute uh, when when he shows up because Blur and and Sideswipe uh warp in as as Hotshot's like closest pals to kind of continue the knock some sense into him train. Uh, this truck driver is about to have a very nasty surprise at the end of this road. Yeah, for real. Uh. I I guess he's one of those guys who's like, well, GPS is telling me to go this way, so I guess I'm going this way. It's like fucking Michael Scott driving his car into a lake. Um, except he's gonna drive it off of a cliff. So, Blur tries to do some fucking, like, road rage shit here. Yeah, so the, all all of the auto- other Autobots start showing up, and yeah. Jetfire is like, again, as the de facto leader, is like, we are going to beat you to death. <laughs> We're gonna beat your ass on the QRTs, hot shot. Um. So, and oh, hot there's Rod, Hot Rod's having the same reaction again, like minutes after announcing this, you know, declaration that he'll kick anyone's ass to people trying to kick his ass, being like, "What are you doing?" Every time one of his, you know, comrades tries to kick his ass, and every time they respond the same way, it's like, "Hey, you issued the challenge." Yeah. Oh. Uh, actually, there's before he runs away. Scavenger has a good lineup. There's no future for any of us if we caught if we get caught in an endless cycle of revenge. Hotshot, like damn, pretty good. And then, but then, <laughs> then Hotshot is conflicted, and he he sort of hugs his chest, and he says in the dub, "What are all these feelings inside of me?" And I was like, "What? Hold on, wait, what's going on here? Hold up, wait, 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 back up. <laughs> Hold on, Hotshot, wait." Uh, so this is when he runs and everyone is talking like, oh, he's fucking plagued with guilt. That's what's been going on with him. So yeah, this is a hot, so Blur tries to beat some sense into him, but Hotshot kind of gets away from him. This is when Sideswipe goes like, listen, I'm his brother. If I can't, if I can't talk some sense into him, no one can. So he warps in, uh, squares up. He's like, you need, bro. You need to stop. You need to let us. You need to let us in, dude. This is an intervention. And he pulls his gun. Um, this is where, and and he's about to. Hotshot's about to throw down again. But then the minicons show up. All of all of the various like partner minicons. Yeah, and uh, what what uh, happens here is something akin to a religious moment. Yes, he literally has a religious vision. He. So the Microns show up, and he's like, and then he like has this vision of Optimus being like, we're not here to destroy the Decepticons, we're here to save the Microns. The difference could save your life. Um, yeah. Knowing the difference could save your life. And he, like, again, he's not crying, because he's a fucking Transformer. But um, he, like, has this moment where there'd be tears streaming down his eyes, and he looks at the Microns, and he was like, I almost... Heard a Micron. Like, I almost fought the one thing I was supposed to protect. And he, like, falls to his knees and 
when you're touched by a micron. He literally has a fucking religious experience. He even like he falls to his knees and like like spreads his arms wide yeah. and looks to the sky. It's like yeah. what is happening? You've heard of you've heard of touched by an angel. Now it's touched by a micron. And uh, everyone, this is when everyone shows up. Everyone else comes comes around except except Scavenger. Uh, he'll he'll show up later. Um, and everyone's like, listen. We've all been, we're all taking it bad. We all feel like shit, Hotshot, but we gotta stick together through this, or else we're not gonna be able to save the Microns. Um, and it's really funny because when when Jetfire comes up and, and Hotshot apologizes, he's like, If it's alright with you guys, I'd like to forget about today. I've been pretty cringe lately. I've been pretty, uh. I'm losing uh, it's followers. It's not based on me, Jetfire. I'm so sorry. And, Je- and Jetfire's like, uh, what, what are you talking about? Whatever. Whatever. I'm not going to. I don't know any of this Zoomer slang. Uh, but then. <laughs> so, so Jetfire sort of puts a, a friendly hand on, on Hotshot's shoulders. Like, it's all right, soldier. Don't worry about it. And then. <laughs> Hotshot hallucinates Optimus over Jetfire. Yes. And hears him talk again, yes. and he salutes him and says, uh, thank you, Optimus, sir. And Jetfire's like, what? Jetfire's like, not my name, but cool. <laughs> Are you good? Did the scavenger hit you in the head a bit too hard? What's going on here? Speaking of, <laughs> scavenger rolls up, and he's still ready to fight. And everyone's like, no, 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 wait, 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 we're fine. We're fine. We fix it. But he's still swinging. Yeah. He's still going. Devastor! like he issued a fucking challenge and then he stops an inch from hotshot's face and is like hey you didn't even flinch kid he's like of course not he's like damn respect regained i don't know about now, this homies th- now all right jetfire said and now i know i know that optimus was like Grooming Hotshot to be his successor, right? To be the next, like, commander of the Autobots. That's part of the the stuff we learned with the Wheeljack episodes. But I feel like Jetfire is saying, hey, Optimus would have wanted you to have this Matrix, bro. That's yeah. shirking responsibility. So, uh, Jetfire. I, I was so excited because uh, in the last Optimus, when, uh, in the last episode, when Optimus, like, presented the matrix to hot rod i was like rodimus time and then i was like oh boo you whore and then this time i was like rodimus time too also not true now uh there will be rodimus time in the future don't worry not in the matrix way but in a different way um but yeah uh, hot trust like listen i i will i will take role as acting commander until we get back to Cybertron, but don't don't call me Commander or anything. That's a weird. Like I'm I'm still just Hotshot. I don't I don't want this Matrix. I I don't have the the you know I I'm not ready for that weight yet. So but let's also, just, let's do gotta emphasize that you do gotta listen to me. Yes, I am in charge, and so we should finish the ship, and we get a montage of everybody. Um, Working on the ship. Oh, also, during his narration, Rad says a line, Optimus might have vanished in space, which is certainly a way you can say it. Um, he, he, ex- he exploded. He, Rad, he exploded. He, he exploded into a billion tiny pieces, Rad. You saw it. A million it beams of light! Um, but also, Hotshot... That's for my, uh, that's for my, uh, 
listeners who were alive in the 80s. Excellent. Hotshot has a great addition to the classic like Autobot rallying cries. He says, Yo Autobots, saddle up. We're heading back to planet Cybertron. Thank you, Hotshot. And then we get our montage of like, Billy and Fred are helping quarry some rocks. Alexis is looking at some schematics with uh, with with Jetfire there. And Rad and Hotshot are looking over the bridge of the new ship. And everything is all set for the, the grand finale. The, 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 the last leg of Transformers Armada. The sort of space opera stage to, to take place. I'm excited. I, this, the yeah. Unicron battles portion of Armada like whips ass. That's where all the good shit is. We're going to meet some funky new friends and, and, and funky new foes and meet the devil. All good stuff. Great stuff. Don't worry. It's just a space devil. The it's space just... devil. The space devil isn't real. He can't hurt you. <laughs> uh, we can only hope. So that is the end of, of this week's episode. So Optimus, of course, will live on in our hearts forever uh, until he inevitably returns from the dead to uh, complete the sort of Christ metaphor they like to do with him. Um, yeah, it, give it, it. Give us three days. It takes. Uh, the 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 time between death and return is variable uh, among optimuses um but you know it's it's this, 3 days i think it might actually be 3 episodes <laughs> um so but we got a few questions here in the discord um so let's see here actually i don't think we have any on twitter but let me check no we don't okay well then I suppose, first off, from Casarachnia, which Transformers mother's name is Martha? Cup. Shoutouts to Zero to Zero. Yep, but it's Cup. Who's he, who's he fighting? Who's like an old Decepticon? Who's like an old-ass Decepticon? I'm trying to think. This is, no one is as old as Cup. No one is as old as Cup. Um, I think literally in IEW1, he, he, he did the fucking... Uh, Marvin the Paranoid Android thing where he technically ended up being older than the universe. Yeah. Through weird time travel shenanigans. Yeah. Um, uh, let's see. Like, Why'd you say that name, kid? I Is mean, it Ironhide? Is it just Ironhide again? Uh, I mean, of the Decepticons? I guess not. Like, there's, yeah. just, there's just no so, old yeah, Decepticons. Here, he, I mean, here's the thing. And I think that's like very purposeful because the Decepticons are supposed to be young revolutionaries. And they are. That's true. Right? Like, the entire point of Decepticons, regardless of where it goes in, in most canons, not in G1, but in most canons since then, has been, you know, fighting an establishment that then took a hard right turn to genocide. But I'm going to go with IDW1 Galvatron, because he's old as fuck, but also not a Decepticon. His mom's name is Martha. <laughs> okay. Cyclonus. God. God he's Wing. Also, this... There's so many old motherfuckers in IW1. Wing. Wing. Who the fuck is Wing? Who the fuck is Wing? All right. Uh, then Cass continues with, Is it horrifying or insightful that Revenge of the Fallen turned the Matrix of Leadership from a symbol of leadership and last hope to the football key for a doomsday weapon? I think it's accidentally insightful. Maybe. I'm not sure that I can give anything to Revenge of the Fallen, yeah. including being accidentally insightful. It's mostly accidentally nothing and purposefully very, very bad. Um, it's very racist. 
Yeah. I promise you. I, I watched it semi-recently. If anyone listening, if you haven't seen Revenge of the Fallen in a while, it's worse than you remember. Yeah, we will we will figure we'll out there. what we're what we what we think we're going to do about that. Because I do think we need to watch the Babers movies at some point, but We have to. We have to get there. <sighs> I still haven't seen the fifth one. I've avoided oh, it, it up bad. until this point in my life. It was oh, bad. You, no, really? Yeah. It was bad? Not the oh, worst shit. one, I don't think. I think, it, I, I think Revenge of the Fallen might be. It's definitely the worst one. Like, yeah. I've seen the other ones. I still, I say, I still l- maintain that, like, the first one is a genuinely, like, fun popcorn movie. You know what? If you can stomach, like, Michael Bay sucking off the troops for, like, two hours. And also the objectification, the blatant objectification. Lord. Of, uh, um, Megan Megan Fox. Fox. Yep. Yeah. Yes. And the subsequent ruining of her career. But I get, no, I mean, listen, I, I, I don't think there's anything brilliant about Transformers 2007, but it's a perfectly average summer blockbuster. That is a fine six out of ten film. The other ones are just dreadful. Yeah, just pretty, pretty fucking terrible. Uh, we'll get there. We'll get there. Uh, finally, Cass asks if you were to make Gawain and the Green Knight with a Cybertronian setting and characters, who gets to live wrapped with anxiety for a year? It's Hot Rod. Yeah, who's the Green Knight? The Green Knight is Devastor. Oh Christ! Yes, and this this one's so yeah. I was also thinking like. Cyclonus. I don't know which one he would be though. Cyclonus would be the Green Knight. So here's the thing: Hot Rod, Hot Rod. uh, In in this continuity, at least, uh, we can talk about the other continuities. But Hot Rod is absolutely Gawain, and Optimus is Arthur. Yep. And yeah, Scavenger's the Green Knight. Yeah. Figured out he's even green. He's green. He's green, and he's (laughs) you know really the Green Knight is all about talk shit, get hit. When you really think about it, Mm -hmm. that's how I would describe it. Um, Overlord Buddy asks, which Decepticons from other settings would be the most put out by having to search for little dudes? Who would put up a big fuss but secretly love their little buddies? Who would be the most angry at being forced to look for little dudes? I would say Overlord, but honestly, he'd be really excited to get something to make him even stronger so he could kill people better. So not him. He loves that shit. Misfire. Oh, Lord. Now, he's definitely the guy who complains a lot, but he secretly loves his little buddy. Oh, once he gets the little buddy, he's yeah. good with it. But looking for them? No. Crankcase hates it. Crankcase them, thinks it's all, a waste of fucking All of the time. scavengers hate it. All of the scavengers yes. hate it, and Croc's like, suck it the fuck up. Until they get their little buddies. Yeah, until they, they get their little buddies. Them. Yeah. Uh... Elder Bunny also asks, which Cybertronians have a catchphrase who actively wants one, who thinks catchphrases are dumb, and who says catchphrases are dumb, but secretly wants one? All right. So the first one, Hotshot. He's definitely got a catchphrase of some kind. Second one is Sideswipe. Because, you know, he idolizes Hotshot. He's his bro. Mm -hmm. Third one, that's Starscream. He's the edgy anime boy. He's directly sort of paralleled with Hotshot. He thinks catchphrases are dumb. Fourth one, Thrust. He wants a catchphrase so bad, but one never catches on because everyone hates him. He, and also he his gets, catchphrase no, he is gets a, terrible. His catchphrase is, my name is not Squidhead, and he hates yeah. it. 
<laughs> My name is not Squidhead. Oh, thrust. That's what you always say. Yeah, cute, cute canned laughter. <laughs> if Thrust had any hair, he would be tearing it out. Um, Ravenous Prime asks, I must ask again, can Transformers lore explain to me the world of cars? It can. It. You should never look into the lore of the world of cars. You will find ma- man-made horrors beyond your comprehension. Car-made horrors beyond your comprehension. Yeah, I mean, particularly in IDW, I mean, in in other continuities as well, but I think IDW 1 expanded on it the most. Um, There is room within the lore of the universe that uh, has room for sentient, inorganic beings outside of Cybertronians. There's a bunch of really fucked up monoformers. Yeah, there's a bunch of really fun... There's the fucking... Um, what Wreckar what is. Oh, the Junkians. The Junkians. There's the Junkians, there's Monoformers. So there's like actually a pretty wide variety of inorganic um, sentient life, uh, which allows for the Cars universe. Alternatively, And, and the Bayverse. Cars universe... The Cars universe is Velocitron. Fight me. That's true, it is. They, they're obsessed with racing all the time. It's true. Uh, Robinus Prime also asks, with all these abrupt but inevitable betrayals we've encountered, what if Punch slash Counterpunch was an armada? Honestly, Punch, Punch Counterpunch is a very underutilized character in Transformers. He is the, like, deep cover agent of the Autobots who had, like, his, his original figure had the gimmick of, like, you could turn his, he had, he had basically two separate robot forms where you turned him from side to side and he was an Autobot or Decepticon. When you think about it, he was the original Sideways. Who, like, obviously has the faction-switching gimmick in this show, but they didn't really lean in that direction with him. Because he's, like, a third-party like a third party agent working for, like, Unicron. Right. So, like, they didn't really have the double agent thing. Like, he was, he was literally only an Autobot for two episodes. And then a Decepticon for, like, 13, and then he revealed he was, like, a weird space digital demon. Don't worry about it. And don't worry about it. Um, there's an, there's an, another, okay. There's another technically the same version of Sideways and Transformers Cybertron. We'll get there. That thing is a fucking continuity Mobius strip that makes my brain bleed when I think about it. Um, but the, he is way more of a like wild card faction switcher guy in that show, I think. Then he also still spends most of his time with the Decepticons. We just really, you know, I I agree. We just really need like a fucking deep cover guy who's like conflicted about it, you know. Yeah. Bring back Punch. Dev- That's what I said. Devastor, but worse. Exactly, Devastor, but like way more fucked up about it. Um, and finally, our last question here from Robinus Prime: What do you imagine are the different dialects of Cybertronians? City dialects, Colony World dialects. My headcanon is that only Earth Colony-born Transformers talk like the G1 cartoon. I love that. Um, they all I, sound like fucking eighties cartoon I, characters. <laughs> I mean, for me, part of the interesting part of of being in a Transformers fandom is the what you don't see. Um, And so much of that lore is uh, backstory specifically about like the various city states. Um, And because we see that like specific models or like sort of frame types are associated with different cities uh, in some lore, but not really expanded upon. I do like absolutely believe that they have their own 
you know. I really like the idea of, um, so like trines are pretty canon now. Again, like most of my interest is with seekers. So I'm going to talk about things with seekers. Trines are pretty frequently canon at this point. Uh, they were a fan in term again to make up, if anyone doesn't remember, uh, to explain why Hasbro was <laughs> getting away with using the same model with three different color schemes and charging the same amount of money for three different toys that are exactly identical uh back in the 80s um but uh you know i've seen a lot of a lot of stuff about like early war early in the war stuff where starscream thundercracker and skywarp sort of join up with the decepticons and because the decepticons are overwhelmingly uh, overwhelmingly have flyers in basically every continuity as compared to the Autobots. It's, it's, both of them have flyers and grounders, but Autobots are overwhelmingly more ground power and uh, Decepticons have always overwhelmingly been more air power. Um, the idea of Starscream having to explain to Megatron, who is a ground pounder, no, this is how your army fucking works, dude. <laughs> Um, and having to explain, like, flyer culture to him has always been, like, a really interesting aspect of it to me. What if IDW one Cyclonus had, like, a, like, an old-timey accent? Ye old English-ass fucking accent. I mean, what if, right? Shakespeare in the park, motherfucker. I love the, I love the idea of, like, because obviously most of the, uh, stuff that deals with a lot of that, that lore um the most the the heaviest uh that something has gone into the different colony worlds and, and city states and whatnot are the idw comics um there's obviously there's some other series that kind of go into that like the aforementioned you know tr- cybertron slash galaxy force um there's a bit of it in cyberverse but like there's not you don't really get a good look at the culture because it's like broad archetypes for the kids shows that those shows are yeah wow we got jungle planet they're a bunch of strong guys who like to fight got velocitron they only care about racing got gigantian they're all really big and love to build things Although that one, actually, that one is interesting because in Cybertron, in the in the in the, in the Cybertron show, all of the Gigantian Transformers are Scottish. So, take of that what you will. Also, in that show, Jetfire, uh, his voice actor changed, and he has a inexplicable Australian accent. And the the like Cybertron website for you if you scan the code on the back of the planet key that comes with the toys has a little lore blurb that he spent like five years vacationing on um on oh fuck what are the headmaster the head the headmaster's planets called from g1 like he went to that place and spent five years there and picked up the accent that's so he vacationed in australia and became australian that's pretty good (laughs) so yeah accents do come up it's just usually not so in depth as the as the dialects and whatnot um but yeah i i would like to see that explored more in like a future a future series i doubt it'll be explored in earth spark which just recently got announced which i'm kind of i'm kind of on the fence about a lot of those designs i don't like that the main guy has like a hologram face or whatever eh, i'm okay with it i mean optimus looks like the fucking giga chad uh i'm glad that like roche is on it that is true i'm glad he's out there he has got but he's got great character i love all of his like yeah his character, character designs, designs are great 
He's such a nice Never guy, go... too. Maybe I'll DM yeah. him. Put him on the list of people <laughs> I'll just DM to see if they want to be on the show. Fuck it. Everyone everyone, go read Last End of the Records, and then read More Than Meets the Eye, then read Lost Light, and then read the other two Records series. And then buy his prints. Quite good. And buy his prints. I want that fucking... Ooh, I would I would kill for those prints. I want a big Lost Light number one print. Ooh, gimme, gimme. All right, well, anyway, that... that I'll, I'll I'll drool over his fucking print shop later. For now, that's the show. We have been Prime Cuts, a Optimus Prime memorial podcast. <laughs> uh, for now, anyway. And in the future again. <laughs> I'm, yeah, I'm going to say that every time an Optimus dies, which is going to come up roughly like once a season, probably. That's once a, every other season. It's It's how you know it's our fundraising season. Optimus Primal dies a lot, by the way. I think he has the record for the most deaths of any Optimus. <laughs> that dude constantly got owned. <laughs> Poor man. Um, anyway, yeah, we, you can find us on Twitter at PrimeCutsPod. You can join our Discord in the link under our Twitter. Please do that. I will start hosting some fucking Jackbox nights soon. Um, I also kind of want to... I wonder if... I was like thinking, like, what if I streamed fucking war for cybertron or something i don't even know if we can still buy that game or if it still works i no, have I played it the, i played the fuck out of that game we should we should stream a fucking co-op campaign i have so i have fall of cybertron on ps3 which is not very useful but i have war on steam oh yeah I, I will see about beginning it then i'm sure it can't be that expensive right now uh it's just a it's just a goddamn you know they should really just boot the servers back up exclusively for escalation mode in that game because that is the best horde mode i have ever played i spent you know, so much time on escalation i've never played co-op on it i just played well, the, you can't. the main unfortunately you can't anymore but that that co-op mode fucking kicked ass it was like Ooh. infinite waves with increasingly like insane uh enemy counts and like you could un- you could like unlock various parts of the level it was it was sick it was really cool nice cool. Uh, but you can never play it again because they took the servers down <laughs> now all you can play is the shitty fucking excuse for an escalation mode that they put in fall of cybertron fucking pretender to the throne get that shit out of here anyway we're on noise space on xyz which is a podcast network uh it's canadian that's why it said like that um you can find so many shows on there for basically anything of your liking gundam uh, uh zelda uh digimon ghost game ghost gaze is the name of the show of the podcast i was like is that the name of the show that's not the name of the show no it's digimon ghost game the same on ghost gaze for that uh i'll just every just all sorts of stuff just a, a smorgasbord of pod content yeah and uh you can find me on twitter at dragon smoocher uh, you can find some of my various other projects in various places, such as the complete uh, Sheerod podcast I did with my friend Jane at Podcast of Power on Twitter, a, a analysis of that whole show. Recently, we just published the first part of our actual play uh, bonus episode we recorded a few months ago with friend of the show, Cass, and uh, Jordan as well from Strangers Fiction. Um that was a blast. We played the Shira inspired hack of Firebrands uh, for the honor. That's a great game. Uh, very, very cool system. Um, 
You can also find me at Disney Minus Pod, where I am sort of staring into the abyss of of the films of the of the wretched rodent. Um, latest one is going to be on Herbie Rides Again. Oh no! Uh, very brave of Disney to uh, you know have their first on screen femdom relationship. That's that's <laughs> thank you thank you. Uh, next time we are covering Snow White. The very first one. The, it was all downhill from there. <laughs> yeah, well, at least it's a good one. Yeah, I, I might be kind of bored, though, because, like, movies were just built different in 1939. Yeah. Maybe Okay, maybe not movies. I think people were built different and that they could sit there and watch anything because they're like, wow, these pictures are moving. Can you believe it? I don't That's know. Funny. Snow White. Snow White is a classic for a reason. In my that is opinion. a. It is. I, I. I will perhaps like it more. I did not like uh, Bambi very much when I watched it uh, for that uh, show. But you know, that movie is basically entirely frolicking until Bambi's mom gets murked. So well, I got sort of. It was. It was a beautiful movie. They. They drew the shit out of that forest. Um, you can also <laughs> find. Uh, me and Jane's next project, which I say it every time, it'll be true at some point. It will be starting soon. Radio Free Heidelin at Heidelin Radio, the comprehensive companion to Final Fantasy XIV Online, which, as of this week, the free trial is back. They are welcoming you all with open arms to the world of Eorzea. Come one, come all. It's a good game. Mm-hmm. Ask Ask Jordan. The guy who hates JRPGs and Final Fantasy, but has that's said true. His, he lo- he's a big fan of fourteen. Everyone loves Final Fantasy fourteen. Yeah, you and no circumstances have to give it to, but yeah. <laughs> well, that's it for me. Um, and I'm Audrey. You can find me on Tumblr and Twitter at Optimum on Prime. My funny robot internet joke. You can also follow the other podcast I do, which is uh, Pot of Greed at Pot of Greed Cast on Twitter. Also on the Noise Space Network. It's about Yu-Gi-Oh! It's, uh... My one true love. Uh, but only Duel Monsters. And now we're in GX, so... It's still good. It's just not... <laughs> my passion. Um, Has GX started popping off yet? Has a certain character appeared yet? Uh, do you mean the character I'm not gonna name yet? Who is... Yeah, the character yeah. who must not be named. Uh-huh. Who is a gross hand at the moment. Yeah, that one. Yeah. There. That's really the watershed moment for GX. Yeah. I mean, listen, it, pretty bold of them back in, what was this, 2004 or whatever, to be like, I'm yeah. going to create a create a character without any biny. And then Fork is just sort of holding, like, holding their head in their hands like, fuck, what do we do? Yeah. <laughs> How do we deal with this? That's, it's the answer pretty... is just don't adapt the fourth season. <laughs> And also add a titty. Add a titty. God, that's so funny. I, I, I forgot about them adding a titty. Added a titty. Ugh, oh, good never, stuff. That's the first time Forkids ever did that. Yeah. Really, so. honestly, it's really funny, though. Um, and that's it for me. So until next time, I'm going to uh, disintegrate into a fine mist, transform and roll out. I am going to sit on the bridge of my planet-destroying starship with the knowledge that I have won completely and utterly, and yet, why do I feel so empty inside that I will 
ponder and ponder and I will not transform and roll out because I, al- I already have a ship. Peace. Peace. <laughs>